Alrighty, and we're back. Welcome back to yet another episode of This Is A Review. I told you we'd be back, and here we are. Um, today I'm joined by Alex. Alex, say hello. Hello. And uh, welcome to the show. First timer on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks I'm for... jealous of other people have, that have been on. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a rare honor to get on this show. Oh, and of course, you. as always, I'm your host, Scott. And uh, today we will be reviewing Uncut Gems, uh, the movie of the season, right? Not Star Wars. We're not talking about <laughs> The Last Jedi. I, 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 right now, real quick, we'll you mean address Rise this. Of Skywalker. <laughs> See? <laughs> They're already off to a great start. Um, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm not going to see it. Alex has seen it. I have. Uh, give me a review, real quick, of The Last. Of, I'm, I'm going to keep calling it The Last Jedi, of The Rise of Skywalker. I walked out thinking it's fine, and every moment I think about it, I like it less and less. All I, right. I did not like Last Jedi, and now I think that this is worse. So there, see, we just squeezed a second review into our Uncut Gems review. So there you go. That's how I feel about Star Wars, is it only deserves to be mentioned in the beginning of the review for another movie. <laughs> so, anyways, now that that's out of the way, uh, that dumpster fire is out of the way, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be reviewing Uncut Gems today, the Adam Sandler A good movie. film. A good film yes. starring Adam Sandler, two things that usually don't happen. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a rare incident. What's the what's the last good Adam Sandler film? Uh Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> so 17 years ago or so? 16 years ago? It's been about, oh, yeah, wow. like 20, 20 years or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's one in between there, but I think that's it. I can't I can't think of another one. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, 50 First Dates is in that same time period, but yeah. Sure. Uh, but I would say, like, since he's done a performance like this, where it's like he's not playing Adam Sandler. True, true. Uh, I don't count any of the other movies. Like, this is the first movie he's done in a long time. <laughs> the first uh, thing my dad asked me after watching this movie was, was his friends in it? <laughs> I was like, could you imagine David oh Spade God, in this? David or... Spade or, like, uh, what's his face? Um, Rob. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it! <laughs> Make the bed! <laughs> um so what you've got here uh it's a softy brothers movie the guys that did good time uh, a few years ago last year the year before two years ago two years 2017. ago um so this is like their next big movie and uh what you've got here is adam sandler plays oh my goodness what is his character's name in this movie um howard ratner great name i think it's a great it's just a great character name yeah it's you always know a movie's off to a good start when you've got a name like howard ratner and the the first time we see his name is in a colonoscopy uh you see it like on one of the medical boards yeah Adam sandler has been making us watch his shit for years (laughs) and this movie i love the way that we literally start in his colon i thought that was a great great little (laughs) nod to his career oh yeah that's what they go for there (laughs) Knowing them, I honestly would believe that was intentional, because uh, like the colonoscopy never really <laughs> comes back in a meaningful way. That's true. I think that there is one point where they mention that his father died of uh, some colon-related disease, sure, and that's why he's so nervous all the time. Also, right. by the way, do you do spoilers like at the very beginning or? Um. I'd say for this movie, we're doing spoilers because okay. I feel like this is a review of uh, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll we'll hold off a little while for the major spoilers because okay. I don't think there's anything I'm too worried about spoiling until the end. I do think that <laughs> one of the uh, the first things that really goes well for him 
is when he gets the phone call and he hears that he doesn't have colon cancer. Yes. It kind of... Well, that's what I mean. It happens very quick, too. Yes. They, like, introduce this, and then pretty early, like, the beginning of the second act, I feel like, or even earlier, they already, like, resolved that. Yeah. um, But what you've got here is uh, Howard Ratner, Adam Sandler, is this... He owns this high-end jewelry store, I guess is how you could describe it. And what I mean by high-end is, like, caters to, like celebrities and like i don't even think it's a jewelry store he kind of brings in guests to come and look at the items it's like a private yeah showroom showroom Showroom. yeah 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 it's a very like you have the bosom in and like the uh the main this movie all revolves around this this uh this transaction between him and Kevin, it's uh, Kevin Garant, right? Yeah, Kevin Garnett. Car- Kevin Garnett, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting names mixed up now. So the, the basketball player, which yes, is like, first yes. of all, if you're going to this movie, you probably aren't going to realize that a large <laughs> part of this revolves around Kevin Garnett's career during 2012. It's yeah. a very weirdly specific like set of events, and I don't know how much of this is like based on true i don't know if any of this is based on i think the games that we're watching are all true um but i don't think i mean obviously kevin garnett wasn't actually buying well maybe i mean that's what i mean i don't know like maybe there was like some something to this where he had some like some gemstone some opal that he thought was you know like it is common for a lot of these athletes to have like a lucky charm or something they're very superstitious folk yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, super i'm describing them like witches yeah (laughs) basketball players they're very superstitious folk (laughs) um so that's what i'm that's the whole time and i'm wondering like is this howard ratner character a real whenever a movie is set in a very specific time like that right it brings up a lot of these questions but obviously like they do have a lot of basketball footage so the whole movie follows howard as he is precariously willy-nilly spending everyone else but his own money pawning things that he doesn't have a right to pawn and basically just making a mess of his own life and watching him constantly be extraordinarily stressed out about everything he's like the most stressed out character that i've ever seen like since like the <laughs> rabbit from alice in wonderland i have not seen somebody this stressed out like he's, all the time he's a human bank right? he's just taking money and throwing it to different places it's and oh waiting for some to come back i mean and that's even uh when he says like he buys the opal for how much money he bought it and it's like oh my god that's so much for this that he it's insane to think that he's trying to even get back to zero yeah well his whole life yeah is like a gamble every aspect of his life he's gambling that something is going to be worth more than he paid that's his whole existence right and this this whole movie is just constantly watching this house of cards that he's obviously built in the duration of the movie, which is the great thing. It's not like he's just like, there's one, there's one piece of the puzzle that we don't ever really know about. And that's the, the people that are after him throughout the film. We never really get a major insight as to what their deals is, but you just know that he owes them money. We get, we get pieces along the way. Right. But it's, what I mean is that unlike the other things that are happening, which are literally happening throughout the movie this is the one piece that he's already juggling when you're introduced true, to true, true, yeah. all the other weird shit that's happening with him 
that and his divorce, his ongoing divorce. Yeah. Which it is it starts very quickly. The film, right. it gives you a little bit of a preface of saying, hey, this item's important. And then it just kind of jumps to his life. Yeah. And it's very fast paced, which is weird because I still believe that it lost me at one point. Well, that's, I think, the problem is, and you're right, is I think the great thing about this movie is it's one of those films that I'm guessing that most people watching this, I'm speaking for myself, I'm probably yourself as well, aren't, like, intimately aware of the inner workings of, like, (laughs) this sort of person who's, like, juggling money like this, you know? Like, it's a very specific type of life, and... It does one of the things that I like in movies where it hits you real hard, real fast with so much that you're like spinning. You're like, oh my God, like, how am I even going to follow this? But then it catches you up. And by the end of the movie, you've figured it all out and you're kind of following along. And this movie does a great job of doing that. But as to your point uh, about the midway point, it does a major slowdown to take time for Adam Sandler to go to Passover. Yeah. And it is in disservice of the movie because it is so breakneck fast Uh, probably the most anxious film i've watched i'm trying to think of like another like a horror film mother mother yeah like this the second half of mother is kind of what this reminded me of i was just like (laughs) constantly just like ping-ponging around and then like trying to keep track of his money was a, a fun game. Of oh, like, yeah. oh my God, how, what does he got now? And then like, when he's like, yeah, yeah, bring me this bag. He's like, wait, what, what about the ring? <laughs> he's got to get the ring back. Well, oh my God. And like. he has, he has so many deadlines Yes, and they don't he doesn't meet any of them. <laughs> he doesn't meet any of them. Uh, days are kind of lost. Like they'll say like it's Friday. And then the next day you'll hear like, oh, it's Saturday. And you're like, Oh wait, no! He needed to get the ring on Friday. Yes, it's it's intentionally confusing because it's trying to put you in his place. Of like right. you're with him so much that like it's a whirlwind, and that's the like the beauty of this movie is watching him like juggle this all these different right. accounts that he's got going on, and like at every single moment, it seems like he's going to drop one of the spinning plates he's got going, and everything's going to crash. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. It's always on the verge of a total annihilation. And that is, you're on the edge of your seat the entire movie. So when it does get to that bit where it slows down, and you you, you almost need to catch your breath, but it's like, it almost is like a thriller. And it almost like, because it has that extra 20 minutes, it's like, we could have just cut that and kept this pace going. And it almost just would have been, I think, better. Yeah. There's, um, I, I can't remember the film right now, but there's a film that does something... Oh, uh, 12 Angry Men. Sure. 12 Angry Men does this thing where as the movie goes on, as it gets more anxious, uh, the heat starts to rise in the film. Like, everyone starts sweating more. And, yeah. And uh, people start taking off their coats. And this film kind of does something very similar. In the very end, as things are kind of building up, you can feel like, oh, my God, this it, the room is hot. You actually feel what's Literally, going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. And, like, you can. it's one of those moments where you see in every character's just eyes exactly what they're thinking. And in that moment, I think that's one of the best scenes. It is probably the best scene in the movie because the Adam end. Sandler, yeah, the scene yeah. you're talking about yeah. where it's, like, the climax of the film. Oh, yeah. Adam Sandler has completely lost. He's gone. <laughs> Yes. He's completely just like in the moment. He has no idea what the hell is going on. And it's like you just see him just he gets so wrapped up in these situations that he's in 
he doesn't have any like room for consequences or anything it's just like he's just like oh my god we're going come on guys can you see this and he's like sitting there it's like if you're stuck in a cage with a lion and you're just so excited that like the celtics are like winning a game you're just like lion can you believe it stop trying to eat me like can you see what's going on in the tv like this is awesome like stop it stop it like kicking him away you know what i mean like well, his life is one big parlay bet where one win leads into another and if he ever loses one his entire life is dead but he keeps yeah he keeps, keeps going, like, and going, going and going and going and like this is how i win oh right that God. whole speech is just amazing yeah and, and i mean like watching people get so frustrated with him <laughs> i mean i was weren't you're you frustrated watching yes <laughs> when he finally gets one win and you're like oh thank god and then he's like i'm gonna double down and you're like why just like what why? I mean, like out loud i was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many times and that's basically the whole movie i yeah. mean like that's what you're dealing with is just like just time after time being like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to die. Like, oh, my God. Um, and then on top of that, you're still watching him try to juggle his family life with his, like we mentioned, he's he's going through a, a divorce. Divorce, with, separation. Uh, what's, yeah. what's his wife's name from Frozen? Adina Mazel. <laughs> what did John Travolta call her? Uh, Adele Dezim. <laughs> um and then you've also got, like, he's having an affair with a girl he works with and is, like, she stays at his yeah. apartment. And, like, there's all these spinning things going on that are also happening. And, like, the weekend is a big part of this. There's just so many weird, very specific. But it, what I love about this movie is, like, yeah, the weekend is in this movie, but it takes place in 2012. Well, because so it's, like, before he blew up. Exactly, yeah. I think that's why they kind of said it back then. Also, KG retired a few years after 2012, I think yeah. 2014, 15. Um, so setting back then makes sense. And I think they're probably looking for someone who's bigger now, like The Weeknd, because they could have gotten some no-name artist that was like, he's big on the come up. Right. And he never made it. That, like, but instead they did get someone who made it. Yeah, and that it adds this like, just weird layer to it that like, it, you know what I mean? It just kind of adds this like layer of reality right. that really grounds the story uh in something that we can all relate to. It's just it's so weird. It's such a bizarre movie that I just really thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Do you have a favorite side character in this movie? There are so many little tiny characters who pop in and out. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I mean, what's yours? Uh, I, I kind of have two. One's really quick. It's the guy in the shop who quits the first day <laughs> because his shirt got ripped. Yeah. Uh, Cause he, he just, terrible line reads yeah. but hilarious person. well and then when he just shows up again like the yeah. next day it's just like because the whole time adam sadler's just ignoring him yeah um i will say <laughs> the son is my other one the son the older son oh who yeah. has to go to the bathroom and just is terrible yeah otherwise he's, he's great yeah um the um oh my god the helicopter pilot is oh yes yeah he's like an obvious like this like old like Vegas, like sleaze yeah. bag, yeah. But then you've also got the, um, oh my god, uh, Lakeith was yeah. great in this movie. Well, she's not as much a side character. Oh, he kind of be, he kind of transitions into a side character. Like he kind of leaves the movie. I really liked his part in the film. I thought he was amazing. Do you feel like you know a uh, Lakeith Stanfield in this 100%. movie? Hundred percent. Yes. That's, yeah. That's what's great about his character is we all know. A Lakeith Stadfield. Someone in who's this just movie. so flaky, who tells you something and never so, gets it done. They're so like consistently like 
saying they are and so like they selling you like such good bullshit and they get upset at you when you call them out on their stuff yeah and you're like no dude he's so like yeah he's i thought he was perfect in this and then also the um the uncle or the who was it in his family that bet all the money at the auction I think it's his grandfather. It's either his grandfather or his uncle. Yeah. It's somebody in his family that he ends up getting wrapped up in his scheme. I loved his performance. I oh, yeah. He was great. Just so, quick, like, two scenes. Yeah. Great. Every yeah. one of these characters, they just come in and out, yeah. and they they really shine. And But Ad, they're always because Adam Sandler's character is so crazy. Well, and Kevin Garnett does a good <laughs> job for someone who you wouldn't, like... He's, he's great. Yeah. He's yeah. not, like, someone like LeBron James that does every commercial you see like the the sprite commercials and all that and so it's like yeah it's good to see someone uh who's i've watched playing basketball and now it's like oh okay they're a decent actor it's a definitely it's a nice grounded like subtle performance but he also has one of the weirder weirder performances yeah because he's so obsessed with this gem right but he does it in a way that's not like overdoing it yeah I i thought it was a nice balance of that um but yeah, overall, I, yeah, this is just a really, I mean, like, it's one of those word of mouth movies that, like, I, I don't think you could really do it enough justice because, like, you don't really know what you're in for. And then when you actually sit down and watch it, it's like, wow, this is incredible. Um, so I think that'll bring us to final thoughts. So, Alex, give us your final thoughts on Uncut Gems. I really liked it, uh, <laughs> even with its small faults, like, uh... I'm interested to see how much this stays in the lexicon. If this is one of those films where you look back on Wikipedia and it's like, oh, it got nominated and you remember it and you're like, oh yeah, I did like that film. Or if it's something like Punch Drunk Love where we look back on it with Adam Sandler and remember it for his career. Um, Interested to see the Safdie brothers and what they do. This is my first film of theirs. So excited to see something like Good Times and other stuff that they do. Um, overall, a good time, except for, uh, the anxiety I had walking out of that film. Uh, five minutes afterwards, I was like, that was great. Five minutes before that five minutes, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) You finally breathe for the first moment. So what would you give it out of 10? Uh, can I do half? scores because sure. if i do i do yeah. about 8.5 i think yeah. if i had a round i think i would round up but i think 8.5 is that perfect little in between mode yeah um yeah i'm right there with you i uh, definitely thought this was one of the best movies this year uh definitely top five for me it's been a really interesting year for movies but uh this is definitely way up there for me uh, amazing performances from everybody in the mm-hmm. film uh, it's one of those movies that's Julia Fox's first film, apparently. Really? Uh, she was the girlfriend. Uh, yes. Yeah. She, yeah. She was great. <laughs> Julia was... in the film. So it's just oh yeah, the name. She yeah. was great. Yes. Um, I thought she. Yeah. Was, I was like the whole time. I was like, who is this girl? She's really good. Um, yeah. yeah. All the performances are great. It's a really I technically well made movie. It's very gritty. Uh, I really like the score in this movie. I thought yeah. it had a really just hook, nice real kind of lo fi. Like I don't know how to describe it, but it was very like a weird like off-brand Trent Reznor-y score kind of sounds like that new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet mm-hmm. it's from the trailer it's great um so a lot of great stuff going on here yeah i think it slows down a little bit in the in the middle um but it's uh it goes back it catches up again with itself fast enough it has this breakneck pace that really 
keeps you going. And I think this is one of the most entertaining movies all year. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thought about wondering how this will be remembered. I don't know if this will be uh, something that people will keep coming back to, but I definitely will. I think this is a movie that I'll watch again and again uh, just because the performances are so fun. And yeah, I love seeing Adam Sandler. Dramatic. Acts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd give this an enthusiastic uh, nine... Um, nine opals out of ten. Yes. I went with the obvious one. Um, even though I said I wouldn't. Nine kg rituals. Nine kg r- rituals. Yeah. Also, like, I'm not interested in basketball at all. And this movie had me on the edge of my seat watching a basketball game, and like, I was so enthralled and like, like almost sweating. I was so excited for this game. This so. movie is the reason why I will never bet on sports or anything yes like oh my god <laughs> it's so intense yes god. um so yeah that is uncut gems if you haven't seen it go check it out and hey we let, stayed light on the spoiler so we didn't even talk about the ending won't talk about it we made it through the review so you'll have to go see that uh pretty amazing ending definitely worth your time and um yeah so on that note i don't know you know like lately i've been a little bad on my schedule it's you know the holidays i was in vegas i was doing this i was doing that so uh you know i think after january hits we'll probably lull back into pretty regular reviews here uh but looking forward in the future look forward to a top 10 of 2019 that's definitely on the horizon i'm going to be starting to uh make up a list and I'm going to see who I can pull in, get some special guests in. Maybe Alex will come back to help us out. We'll see what happens. Marriage story. Number one. Ooh, I, that's one that I'm going to actually try to watch and maybe review soon. Um, so yeah, you got some marriage story to look out for top 10 of 2019, potentially a top 10 of the decade, which is something that I can only do every 10 years. So, Hey, maybe we'll do that. Mm. So lots to look forward to. And, uh, Hey, As always, I'm Scott. I'm Alex. And this has been a review. Thanks for listening, and Happy New Year, because I'm not doing another one before the New Year. Happy New Decade. New Decade. Hashtag New Decade, New Me. Hey, Scott, I'll see you next year. (laughs) No, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay.